They say it's in your blood, a game that can't be won, only played. A love affair, it satisfies the soul and frustrates the intellect. The greatest game ever played, golf. It's real. And this is Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of legendary golfer Billy Casper. Talking golf with you for more than two decades. And now, here's Brian and Bob. Thank you very much and welcome into this week's edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside, as always, Bob Casper. Thanks so much for joining us at Real Golf is our X handle. You can also find us Real Golf Radio. Dot com and search Real Golf Radio where your favorite podcasts are found. we got a big show for you. Jeff Babineau and Ryan Karchner, who's the director of golf development for Reef Capital Partners with projects like Black Desert Resort and the Marcella Club in Deer Valley Park City. Uh, they will join us to talk about the PGA Merchandise Show in Orlando. Plus, in the back nine, hour number two, we'll welcome in America's favorite caddy who's bringing along a guest this week. So we'll look forward to an extended fun conversation with the caddies as it will be this week on the show. Hey there, and uh, thanks for being with us. So much to talk about. The PGA Tour and the West Coast Swing playing the Farmers Insurance Open. And how about this, Bob? Knowing that the AFC and the NFC Championship games are all slated for Sunday afternoon, yeah. PGA Tour said, let's start Wednesday, finish Saturday, and avoid that whole thing. Yeah, and they do. Um, you know, when you when you talk about the ratings and everything, Professional football is going to pull away from the PGA Tour. So the PGA Tour decides to make that move, which they've done before many times. And uh, here we are, PGA Tour finishing on Saturday. Yeah, I, you know, I'm okay with it. You know, in some ways you could say, hey, quit being so afraid of the other sports. Your audience will stick with you. In this case, I think that's exactly the wrong, that would be the wrong move because right. of the huge popularity, especially coming down to these two championship games, winners moving on to the Super Bowl. I think it's a good move by the PGA Tour finish on Saturday. I don't think that takes away from the event whatsoever. In fact, there's Not been some, all. you know, we had some interesting discussions on the show and, uh, and, and some other venues around maybe it's time to 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 reimagine just a little Shake bit it up yeah about yep. about how these events happen maybe maybe saturday sunday finish isn't exactly what golf has to stick with the lpga tour i misspoke last week they do have this event this week the drive-on championship nelly corda lydia co who won last week battling it out there in orlando the bradenton area and uh, we have the youngest winner ever in tour history on the corn ferry tour so there is a lot going on not to mention the huge news at the american express last week with the first amateur to win on the pga tour since phil mickelson in 1991 we're going to tackle it all we're just getting started. Stay tuned. This is Real Golf Radio. Now, back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you here. You're listening to Real Golf Radio at Real Golf on X. RealGolfRadio.com is where you can find us or search Real Golf Radio, where your favorite podcasts are found. Flagship station 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone in Salt Lake City, Utah. So good to be with you. PGA Championship Week full slate of PGA tour events going on and uh, let, let's get right to it. Right. We got the farmers going on, but uh, let, let's take a week back. Nick Dunlap, Bob, the first amateur to win on the PGA tour since Phil Mickelson back in 1991 gets it done, shoots 60 on Saturday. And then in the final group, he's playing with Sam Burns, 
Justin Thomas. This is not some sort of like oh yeah event that doesn't have the top players. These are these are look. You got major championship winners. You got Ryder Cuppers. You've got Presidents Cuppers. These guys are all right there battling it out with uh, a guy that's twenty years old playing at the University of Alabama as a sophomore. And yes, he is the reigning U.S. Amateur champion. Yes, he won the U.S. Junior Amateur. You know who the last one to do both of those? Tiger Woods. So yeah, that, there's there's some great comparisons. But for him to go down the stretch, what did you think of that? And then having to make that par, the up and down that he made on the last hole. You know, he teed off 18 with what we looked like a two-shot lead, ended up only being a one-shot lead, and yet he still was able to get it up and down, make par, preserve the one-shot lead and the victory and the spoils that all went with it. I, I Man, I was impressed with them what clutch that was exciting to watch last week it was exciting to watch that you know that five six footer on that last hole knocked it right in the middle i think his caddy it was kind of interesting his caddy was uh was calling him out before the putt um and uh kind of being a little bit negative to him because he understood that that's how he kind of that pressure how he alleviates that and and can thrive on it and then he knocked it right in the middle and he said if he wouldn't have made the putt guess what he'd been playing in a collegiate event in three weeks but he ended up making the putt and uh and then he had a big huge choice to make go to the pga tour or go back to school finish out school and then come back to the pga tour so it was kind of interesting that he decided to go away from the farmers go back home talk to his coach talk to his parents and his family also talk to his to his teammates and uh, and he made the choice to turn pro. He called it the hardest, easiest decision I've ever had to make by far, unquote. I, I think that's a pretty great way to pick uh, to put it. But he called the fact that he had uh, the golden ticket, uh, which it yeah. really is. Now, let, let's just set this up, okay? Look, he's 20 years old. He's in the middle of his right. sophomore season. And as he put it, he's this is a lifelong dream to make it on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. But this dream came at him a little quicker than he expected. And all of a sudden, he had a putt. To accomplish that dream at just 20 years old as a sophomore, and he makes it. And then all of it piles on, and he had another exemption, as you pointed out, to play in the Farmers. And he withdraws from that very very graciously, appreciative, but needed to go home and just get away from it and, and think a little bit. Because he wasn't quite sure that he was ready for his life to change right now. Now I, I get it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the same boat as all of you all as you're listening to this. But think about it from the standpoint you're you're cruising along, and all of a sudden something happens that completely changes your life. You're gonna be out on tour. You're going to you're gonna be done with your teammates. You're gonna be done with your go- with your coach. You're gonna be leaving your parents behind, your girlfriend, whatever you've got going on. What everything that is familiar to you suddenly changes. So if you can at least take the human element of that into consideration, you can appreciate that he had a decision to make. Now, set all of that aside. And by the way, that's endearing to me. I like it because it's not just, I need the money. And what we've been talking about for the last two plus years in professional golf seems to be all about the money. Now, interestingly enough, Bill Mickelson, when this happened to him back in 1991, said the very thing that was opposite of what he said in going and helping start live is that it's not about the money. He doesn't play it for that. He plays for the prestige. And right now he's honing his game and getting his degree. And he feels like it's best for him to stay in college. That's what he said back in 1991, a little bit of a different story a couple of years ago. Nevertheless, uh, he, he, that's what Nick Dunlap decided to do. Finally, he came out and he accepted. Now, this is what he was giving up. As a reigning U.S. amateur champ, he already had automatic exemptions into the Masters, the U.S. Open, and the Open Championship. 
Yeah. So when he turns perfect, but uh, uh, so that that's what he had going for him. When he mm-hmm. made that putt, he didn't win any money because he was an amateur starting the event. He couldn't claim the FedEx Cup points and, unless he turned professional. So for him to turn professional, here's what he here's what he gets. He gets to accept those FedEx Cup points. He becomes an official member of the PGA Tour. He's now qualified for all of the signature events for the rest of this year. He's qualified, has a PGA Tour card for all of 2024, 5, and 6. And he adds the PGA Championship to his major championship um, uh, exemptions. He loses his amateur exemption going into the Masters, but picks up another exemption to the Masters for being a Tour winner for this year. And the only thing he essentially misses out on is his automatic exemption into the Open Championship because right. the USGA allows you to still have your exemption into the US Open even if you do turn professional. So all of that was ahead of him, not to mention I can't even imagine what kind of endorsement opportunities that no. he has you know, right off the bat. So did he miss out on a million and a half for the winner's check no. yet last week? No. He did, but... I think the prestige of being the first amateur in 30 plus years to do what yep. he did is going to pay far more than what that first place check would have paid at American Express. So with all that said, right. any any do you have any would you have chosen any differently than he did, Bob? I I wouldn't have chosen any differently. I definitely would have, you know, he's come all that way like you said, US junior amateur, US amateur champion um and He's the first guy since Tiger Woods to win on the PGA Tour as the reigning U.S. Amateur Champion. So, um, also, uh, first to win on a sponsor's exemption since Martin Laird in 2020. Um, And he missed the cut in his previous three PGA Tour starts. The 22 U.S. Open, the 23 U.S. Open, and uh, Bermuda in 2023. So, he's figured something out. And, uh, and he's playing some phenomenal golf. He made the correct choice. Now he's set himself up. He's got three years. He's got signature events. He's gone from number 4,000 in the world in official world golf rankings all the way to number 68, the largest move that's ever been. And, uh, and here he is. He's got a tiger by the tail, and he's got the opportunity to set himself up for the rest of the life of his life if he continues to work as hard as he's been working right now. Yeah, it's just too much was on the there was too much on a platter there served up by what he was able to accomplish. You jump on it, you take advantage and you see where it goes. We have so much more to get to. We're going to talk a little PGA merchandise show. Jeff Babino joins us coming up next. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. It's Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you, and uh, we're going to go out to Florida. The PGA Merchandise Show, as we mentioned, going on this week. Jeff Babineau is veteran golf journalist. He's covered a lot from major championships to, well, PGA Merchandise Show, and he was writing this week for uh, the PGA of America, covering all their notes sections, and so he's got a little bit of he knows a little bit of everything is the way I'm going to kind of couch that on what happened this week at the PGA show. Jeff, how are you, man? I'm doing good. Good. Glad to hear from you. Appreciate you taking a few minutes. So as we were just before we came on the air, you're mentioning that it the show was good. Felt like it was kind of back after the, the lull from COVID. Yeah. I mean, I think there was a lot of good energy at the show. Yeah. I've been going to that show trying to figure it out 30 plus years, I think. And, 
Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of sameness to it sometimes, but I didn't feel that this year. I feel like there's just a good energy to it. You know, it's kind of fresh and people are, they aren't looking over their shoulder anymore with COVID it seems, you know, like the talking to travel people, travel is back and equipment sales are up and rounds are up and simulators are filling the need for a lot of people up north in the tough climates. You guys might have a little snow on the ground. I'm sure you guys are working on the simulator. Uh, so it's just, you know, it's it's dizzying almost. It's crazy all that's going on in golf. So um, how about those that had attended the show as far as the manufacturers and that kind of thing? Were they, were they all there? Was it the same complement as far as the manufacturers were concerned? They weren't, I don't think they were all there. Um, it, so it wasn't like the, the old days when you had, you know, TaylorMade building out a, an entire kind of city to itself, things like that. I mean, Titleist was there in a big presence. Um, I think some companies are just trying to find out ways to spend their dollars. I mean, it's, it's an expensive proposition to go to the show. But, you know, where else are you going to get in front of 30000 uh, industry professionals as they do at the, at the show here. So, um, but, but the ones, you know, everyone was there in some matter, some form, uh, and you know, new products, always, always people trumping new products. But, but to me, the advances in tech and the simulators and, and all that stuff, the lasers, I mean, it's just, it's amazing where we're going with tech and, and, you know, the words AI are used a lot around the show these days. So, uh, you know, an, an old card like me gets a little lost on something like that. <laughs> but, I mean, just the, the advances are just amazing what's happening in golf. Jeff Babineau joining us, been covering the PGA show this week. I got to tell you, I uh, not being there, and we've been there, We gosh, we, Bob, probably went, Bob and I went probably, what, 10 or 11 straight years. But yeah. – um, it's it's always fun to see the the main guys that are there, but then also the fringes and some of the new technology. But from the pictures that I saw, that Callaway Chrome Tour Sphere, which would look like a little mini version of the the new Vegas Sphere, that that was kind of a yeah. cool. I, I, did you get a chance to go yeah. look at that? Not not I didn't get down there as much as I probably should have done the equipment, and I was kind of doing a lot of tech stuff and and you know, fill my time there doing stuff on their, the industry stage. Um, but yeah, no, it's amazing. It's, um, you know, the PTA show, you know, John Linder, the PTA president told a great story. He played college golf with a guy and, and the guy showed up one year there at the same hotel years ago at the show. This guy had two little fold out tables. He put out two pair of pants, two shirts, a couple pair of shorts, just to show to some people walking by and it was John Ashworth. And from that little humble beginning, the whole Ashworth brand was born and it kind of came full circle this year because Ashworth was back at the show, you know, under a new ownership group. I think John Ashworth, I believe now is with Link soul, but, um, this it's dreamers, right? It's all these little guys and gizmos and, and who knows? I mean, I was there the year that the big Bertha was introduced and back then, you didn't see this stuff all fall and know it was coming. It was just a complete surprise when this thing showed up. And that was a huge hit for Callaway. So, 
you know, it, it's the dreamers and it's the big guys and it's the whole mix, but it's the one place where the industry gets under one roof, lots of meetings, lots of talk. And, uh, I just think it's a, it's too much a good time for golf. So I heard a report that this is the first time that there has been over 30,000 PGA professionals. And I thought that was an amazing stat. Um, Pretty crazy yeah. that, that the PGA of America has that many PGA professionals in the game right now that is flourishing. Yeah, that was um, that was a big talk at the show. I mean, that was a big point for the PGA of America that they have eclipsed that 30,000 number. Um, you know, in the past years, we always talk about the PGA representing 28,000 uh, golf professionals around the country and, and – um, 29,000, but we didn't get to that 30,000 number. So that was a big talking point. And, you know, that's true. I mean, you have PGA professionals now that are at your top golfs and, you know, drive shacks. And, you know, there for a time, there was a lot of those guys at, at Dick's and places like this. So I think there's a lot of new entry points to get a club in people's hands. And now the, uh, you know, the PGA of America needs to figure out how you get those people from a top golf out onto a green grass course. Um, Tom Watson was there. He had a great little program called Watson Links where he finds mentors like you and me. They'll go out and take a young kid who's not a total beginner, has some basics, and play nine holes of golf and kind of be a mentor. And, and it goes as no charge to the junior or to the mentor. And I just thought that that seemed like a great program, great way to, you know, a lot of, you, you can get a golf club in a lot of beginners hands, but getting them onto a golf course now with how busy the courses are and the, the barrier of cost, it's a big challenge. So I kind of really, that was one program I heard and really liked. I love that. Jeff Babineau joining us here on real golf radio. So we have talked a lot over the last couple of years about professional golf and the way that uh, professional golf is going with the live tour and money and unprecedented purses and guaranteed contracts and all these kind of things. So when you take all of that or step aside from all of that and talk about the PGA of America running the business side of golf, you know, what, how would you kind of couch what you heard the comments, the interviews, the meetings that you, that you were around how would you assess the the business end of golf? Has it has it also kind of I don't know if paralleled what we've seen on tour or where is the status of the the professional no, game? I, fortunately, it hasn't paralleled what we've seen on tour because I you know I think at the highest level right now we look across golf and we see some chaos. Yeah, um, but I think the business itself is in a very good spot. I mean, I. I spent time yesterday talking to a lot of folks from uh, Tourism Ireland. They're not even talking about 2024. They're talking about 2025 because in 2026, they're booked out. I mean, these people are traveling. People are spending. People aren't, aren't afraid to, to stay in their you know, cocoon at home anymore. They want these experiences and these great experiences. And, you know, it sounds like prices across the board are up to travel and play golf. I mean, that's still a, a big barrier in our game, but people, a lot of people are paying it. A lot of people are getting out there. I mean, you, it was hard to find a tea time in Orlando this week with all these pros in time. I mean, people are playing a lot of golf. So 
You know, it sounds like the rounds and the game and, and so many things are very healthy. And the game at the top has a lot of chaos going on. So I, I think, you know, it, it helps all of us. It certainly will help the game the quicker we can kind of come to rest and, and have something that we know is concrete at the top. So, Jeff, just kind of looking out at your, you know, crystal ball or taking in from what you've seen this week, what's the new horizon? What is the... What, what you mentioned AI, you mentioned tech, you mentioned lasers yeah. and 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 simulators. What is that kind of the new horizon? Is that where things are going uh, that we're going to start seeing the most advancements in? I think it is really. I mean, just the tech. I mean, the tech that's coming to golf. Uh, you know, the AI. There's there's a Korean company there. I think Golf VX. I spoke to them. It was first time in the states. But they're they're an established company in Korea. Um, they do simulators. They had a moving plate you stand on where if you and I put Pebble Beach into the simulator, we're hitting shots at Pebble Beach, but we're also, there's nine motors in this foot plate we're standing on, and we're getting the same lies we would get on Pebble wow. Beach. I and mean, that's, that's how they're drilling down to things. There's, um, there was a mapping company now where they used to map, you know, in 10-meter grids. They're now in one-meter grids. And you get, so you get these realistic simulators and, you know, I mean, looking again at Korea, they play mini tour events or, or really professional tour events with purses in simulators with, um, you know, fans in the stands watching this. So it's, you look at that and you look at the, the TGL league that was supposed to start up that's coming. So you're seeing kind of, I think golf, the outdoor game, we all know mesh with this new indoor game and, I think it brings a lot of new people in, right? It brings in a lot of gamers, things like that. So it's, um, you know, it's a time where a lot of people are, are touching golf uh, and not, not really in the traditional way that you and I would think so much, but they are getting involved in golf. And can you, you know, transfer those people over to a, go- a green grass golf course? Mm. You know, Jeff, uh, you know, Brian mentioned that we've been there. We were there like 12 years in a row. We've been there quite a few times. You, you've been there, um, 30 continuous or more um, times to the merchandise show. I can remember walking through there where it was shoulder to shoulder and you had to turn sideways to get down the aisles and stuff like that. Um, right. Was it well attended this year? Yes. I, so that was the kind of, the kind of a feel that half the reason you have to walk around people because they're staring down at their telephones. So uh, we got to get rid of that. But um yeah, it was. It had that kind of feel. I, you know, again, the president John Lindard, who's, who's from Lansing uh, Country Club in Michigan, was talking about a lot of times you'd go to a show and half of the show would be kind of packed, maybe the equipment side or something like that, and then the other half of the show would be very quiet, right? Quiet booths. You didn't have that. There was traffic wall to wall in there. From you know, you went down. There was a pickleball section, a racket sports this year. And, and Rick Barry, the you know the eighty-year-old former NBA great, Sherry Steinauer, who won eight times on the LPGA, they're out there playing pickleball, and you're like, why? Why is this at the PGA show? <laughs> well, a lot of a lot of people at their facilities are turning their tennis courts into pickleball courts, and you know, utilizing, giving their members something else to do, and it's very popular, growing fast. So that's the next wave. Uh, so it's just amazing all the many areas of golf you don't even think of that you kind of see when you're walking the aisles and um 
And it's interesting to me. And then they have the forums and people talk the business of golf. And, you know, if you're kind of sheltered, if you're up in the Northeast this time of year and it's cold and your, your club's kind of quiet, it's, I think it's kind of just great to go out, spark some ideas, spark some enthusiasm, and kind of get ready for the season. Hey, Jeff, before we let you go, and uh, thanks for the uh, inside information on the PGA show. Sounds like it was a real uh, real successful event this year, which is great to hear. It's great for the game, certainly, when that happens. Uh, your thoughts real quick before we let you go on uh, the, what took place last week with Nick Dunlap as an amateur winning on the PGA Tour wow. and finally making the decision to turn professional after taking some time to visit with his coach and his yeah. family. I mean, you got to applaud him, but he, to me, it was a no-brainer decision given yeah, what was uh, in front of him, huh? I think he said it was the, was it the hardest, the easiest decision he made yeah. or the easiest, hard decision, one or the other. Right. Hardest, it, easiest. There wasn't much of a decision. I mean, there's just too much. Too many positive things on his plate. You know, I, I heard Colt Nose put it really good. He said, you know, don't you go to college to get a great job? Well, <laughs> that's what this kid did. In, in a you know weekend at the American Express, he, he got a great job. So he's into these huge events. Um, it's so hard to get out there. And, you know, they're making it a little bit easier now for some of these college kids with PGA Tour University, stuff like that. But it's hard to get out there and get a card. Some guys don't. You know, these can't miss kids sometimes miss. And uh, the fact he has all this status, he's got three years of runway ahead of him. He's in the majors. Uh, he's got, you know, he can do deals off the course. He's going to make a lot of money on the course and he's elevated that. I didn't see any decision there. So, you know, it's probably tough to have to leave your team and your school that abruptly. But, you know, it's a pretty good problem to have when you're, winning on the PGA Tour at his age, and, and his future looks very bright. Yeah, no doubt about it. Jeff, thanks so much, man. Uh, good stuff happening in Bradenton there, uh, not far from you as well, with uh, Nelly and Excellent. Lydia Coe battling it out. Should be a good weekend for the ladies as well. But thanks so much for your time, and uh, we'll chat with you real soon. You got it. Thank you, guys. You got it. Thanks, Jeff, Jeff. Babineau joining us here, a little PGA Merchandise Show Insight. Always love talking golf with Bab. Stay tuned. More of the show coming up next. Back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks to Jeff Babineau, who joined us. Been covering the PGA show all week. And a man that's been attending the PGA show this week is a member of the PGA of America. He's held several different positions within the Utah section and is currently the director of golf development for Reef Capital Partners, which has projects that include Black Desert Resort in St. George, Utah, as well as Marcella Club, the new Tiger Woods, featuring the new Tiger Woods golf course design uh, in Deer Valley Park City area in Utah. Ryan Karstner joining us right now. Karch, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you boys doing? Good. So how was the week back at the show? I mean, for all accounts, and Bob and I have spent, you know, 10, 12 years there, you know, throughout our, our show, and uh, there were times when it was booming. There were times when it felt like it was getting a little stale. But from all reports and accounts that we've heard, this one was pretty happening. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was definitely different, different this year. So this was my, I think this is my 18th year going there. Uh, would be in a row if it wasn't for COVID. They called it for one year, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a little bit more. You know, um, they filled the hall all the way this time, and it's you know they've they've cut off one hall a couple times here and there and stuff. Uh, you know, they, they've missed out on a couple big vendors uh, like Terry wasn't there. Travis Matthew was only there with ladies' clothes. You know, of course, Nike wasn't there. So it's 
it was it had it still had a uh, the busy feel to it though. And I would say, like I said, they filled up, they filled all the way to the end that time from from front to back at the indoor range and stuff. So definitely uh, kind of the old buzz that it used to have back in the day. I would say. So That's you said, awesome. sorry, Bob, real quick. You said, of course, Nike wasn't there. What I know you're a Nike athlete. What, is, what do you mean by, of course, Nike wasn't there? <laughs> well, they made some big changes in their in, in their business right now. Uh, you know, with the Tiger and all this stuff up there, they're kind of. Just, I think they're just regrouping. You know, I know they've reestablished here in Utah with the new rap, which we didn't have for a while and stuff. So I think they hit a reset button with that company, and uh, um, they just they uh, took a year off down there. Actually, they have been there for a couple of years, but. Uh, I would expect them to kind of re, re, you know, plug in there again and get there. It's such an important part if you want to reconnect, if you want to connect with the pros and get get things going again. You got to do that, I'd say for sure. How about the the big buzz and announcement? Thirty thousand now of you guys, the the guys that are the PGA professionals in the game of golf. Yeah, isn't that awesome? And finally, you know, golf. When when I first got into golf. And there was lines and lines of guys signing up for PGA, trying to get their PGA, you know, schooling and that sort of thing kind of going. There was hard, it's hard to get a job, that sort of thing. And so we kind of got a little stagnant there for a few years and stuff, not having as many people signing up for not only the PGA program, but the PG, uh, the P, the professional management uh, college uh, uh, courses at some of the colleges that they offer and stuff. Everybody kind of slowed down. And we, I think, I think we've kind of started to pick up just a little bit. You know, I got out of the days of the kids that want to do what I did as an assistant pro, you know, go, you know, work the figures to the bone, you know, go doing 50 hours a week and getting paid, you know, $8 an hour or that sort of thing. So, you know, it's, uh, but we finally, I think it's kind of have turned it, the golf in general is just doing so awesome right now. And, and uh, we're starting to see it with PGA of America, of course, with people getting a little geared up again to get uh, more excited about golf. Hey, how big of a deal is it that Jared Barnes is in his position? You know, I you know he's a guy you've known for a long time from the Utah section, and he's, uh, what, the secretary now for uh, the PGA of America nationally? So, yes. So he's running for secretary, yeah. Mm. So, and and thanks, thanks for mentioning that. That's actually, it's a really, really big deal for us in the Utah section, PGA, and us pros. You know, we've been talking about this back when I was even the president of our section here. We've just, you know, we've never had anybody even run for this opportunity. And what it is is it's, an, it's a national election. Uh, just like here in Utah, we have, a, we have a, an election for our secretary. Secretary, you do secretary two years, vice president two years, president two years, outgoing president for two years. So it's an eight-year term commitment you're going to give to leadership in our area. And to do that on a national level, it's the same commitment. It's eight years, but it's kind of a lifetime sentence, to tell you the truth. But we've never had anybody even run for it. So if Barnsley gets this, and he actually can do it. So he's going to, he's basically campaigning like, a, like an election, just like, just like uh, Trump and, and and Biden will be doing, he's going to be he's going to be going trying to talk to all the pros around the nation, trying to get elected. And, you know, and if he does, he'll serve again two years secretary, two years vice president, two years as the president, and he'll be the guy that hands the, the Ryder Cup trophy to the winning team. If that's the case, so it's it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, that is a big deal. That's amazing. Yeah, that's so, amazing. And he can totally do it. He really is. He's he's very tuned up. He's very plugged in. And all of us are kind of all hands on deck that are kind of been in. The, in you know, plugged in, in in golf in general and just trying to call all of our friends around the country and to see if we can't get him in that spot. So it'd be awesome. So as a PGA professional and you understanding the game and everything that goes along with it as, and, and as a director um, of golf, so to speak, um, what are some of the things that you saw at this year's merchandise show that really kind of stood out to you or you went, wow. Yeah, you know, one thing that you could definitely, there's two things that I noticed right away when I first went walked, walked the floor the first time. The first one was, it used to be just easy go, 
club car and Yamaha. And then you'd have a couple of accessory companies and that sort of thing. I could not believe how many other uh, cart companies were there for one thing. And they're just kind of new startups. Honestly, there's, I can't even tell your brand names to them. They're just kind of random. You know, everyone's trying to do the custom cart thing. They usually we used to see them in Palm Springs and stuff. And now everybody's got a, you know, a gated community that allows carts to get to the golf course. And you know, sometimes they let them on the cart in the course or not, but, uh, and then, you know, um, a few more of those, um, like golf bike kind of, you know, just, just different ways to get around the golf course. I even saw an individual rider four wheeler, four seater, like a, like a golf cart condensed cut, cut in half or just the driver. Oh, you know? interesting. So it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting, really interesting to see. And quite frankly, I think something like that would really work. It's kind of just, you know, if you had a hundred, hundred, uh, cart, uh, fleet and you just get maybe 70 regular carts and 30 of those or something like that, or, maybe four of those to kind of make up for it. But it's going to be interesting to see where that goes with that. So I, I, I saw there was just a lot of that. And then there's a ton of fitness stuff. Uh, you know, everybody, you know, like the TPI certified stuff and then supplement and you know, everybody's trying to, trying to get healthy and stuff like that, where, you know, golf and golf kind of got into that with Hydra and that sort of thing. But boy, could you see it this year at the PJ show? Everybody's trying to get you to try the sports drink as you're walking around. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Ryan Carson <laughs> joining us from the PG just came back from the PGA show. So uh, the two things you mentioned, one fitness and one how to ride around the golf course. I love it. I mean, you got to, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to be sitting, <laughs> exactly. you're gonna be sitting in the golf cart, then you got to work on your fitness somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> that's right no walking no I, there was plenty of car walking carts too but yeah no I didn't, but there was no golf board or anything like that but there was plenty of other ways to get around that course it was so funny they had some pretty i don't know some some golf carts that looked like they, they, you know there was one that is at least four feet to get into it because it was so lifted up and stuff it's oh wow huge four foot tires and stuff like that so yeah it was it was pretty interesting a lot of stuff you, know, you want to cruise in your neighborhood and see like that so well, it's pretty cool well you think so, about that karch i mean with the, the electric vehicle is such a big deal right now right the electric motors you're seeing it on everything from little scooters to you know bigger scooters and and you know mountain bikes and and everything so the fact that you you know that the one segment of, a, of electric cars really seemed to be the golf carts and now it ex, it's expanded into so many different categories that it doesn't surprised me that some guys are going, hey, well, why don't we create our own golf cart? We already got our little niche with this area. Why don't we transition our our, our brand and our, our look and everything and try to reimagine golf carts? That that doesn't surprise me in, in the least, actually. Yeah, and you actually see it with the big companies, too, like like EasyGo. EasyGo has a four-seat golf cart, everyone looking forward. You know, And uh, actually, Promontory just got a few in recently where you can all just ride in one cart for a horse with your bag strapped wow. in the back and stuff, but really? also mm. around the neighborhood. Yeah. And they can sit those things up to really kind of rip, rip down the street too. So yeah, that was definitely something that, that stood out as, as, as transportation out there. Another thing was there was definitely some more clothing vendors, more clothing vendors at uh, this one there. And maybe just kind of like it was in the old days. And it was the man, they stretched on forever. Uh, you know, and you saw a couple of them like, like Ashworth has huge boot and I haven't seen Ashworth that that, that size. For a long time, and they're really trying to make a, a comeback now. I think from where they were. I think the new company possibly bought the name, and are trying to get back to the roots of what that company was, and trying to make that one go, that one kind of go as well. So, so you might see Ashworth kind of making a thing. I have to give props out to uh, Michelle uh, Weir, my uh, Weir's uh, wife. She started a new company called For All, and For All um, had such a big splash. And you know, they had them on the Golf Channel. They had them up on the stage. And they got the People's Choice Award at the show. You know, she had trophies all over, all over her, her booth and stuff like that. And she absolutely killed it. She's got a great little product. It's fun. It's new. It's just kind of getting out. But I think you'll start seeing that. We're going to dip into that down at the Black Desert, put, 
put you know have some of that around there. But I think you'll see uh, that that one coming out and have some really fun stuff, especially just with the Utah ties too with Michelle. We have you see Michelle Money now Michelle Weir, so where's his uh, wife? <laughs> That's awesome. So how, you you mentioned Black Desert. How are things progressing with that and uh, the PGA Tour event, LPGA Tour event um, coming in uh, fall of this year and spring of next year? It's really coming along. You know, if anyone's been down there, you probably haven't been down it the last two weeks. It's been closed. We gave we gave the course a little bit of a break. That wasn't the only reason we closed it. We had to do some. We're adding a few more tees, uh, working on the course itself, closing some roads and finish paving the ones that we need to and stuff. So there's a lot of maintenance we are trying to get done right now. But it's that that was really big for us to kind of get where we needed on just the on just the golf course and the update for that. And then um, yeah, it's it's looking great. Uh, we're going to close it again right before the right before the event. Uh, but the, the course is playing great. It's in great shape right now. Um, and uh, it was a buzz. I can tell you, uh, you know, coming, you know, being a PGA show, people, it's funny how everyone has seen the Black Desert social media stuff. It's everywhere social media. And I, and everyone I talked to on the back of Black Desert, like, oh, that's the one with the, you know, red cliffs everywhere. And that's what they do in the lava rock and stuff. So everybody knows it. And it's gotten a little bit more of a buzz. And I think once the PGA Tour jumps on, gets down there, it's, it's going to blow it up even more, but it's, it's coming along great. You know, they're, the planning's well for it. They've hit the panic button at the resort center to try to get that thing ready. So the hotel's done and uh, they can put on a good show when they have everybody there though. But uh, yeah, that place is going to be under construction for, you know, with houses and everything like that probably about another four or five years, but uh, we'd hope to be really, really be able to put on a good show once it's, once it's uh, ready to go. How about uh, Marcella? What was the, what was the reception or awareness at the show about uh, the new Tiger Woods development, uh, I guess, golf course and the development around Marcella? Yeah, everybody wants some time and wants to know what's going on with that. You know, it's amazing the Tiger buzz with that. And that we knew that was going to be it. was one of the main reasons of, of pulling the big cat in there and have him do this with us. But he, you know, um, it, that's got a ton of buzz. Everyone's asking, you know, how much longer, how much longer, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, we met with those guys. We met with Tiger's team while we were down there at the show. Uh, they're very excited about it. We'll, we'll get Tiger in town here uh, first part of the year as soon as we can get up there and take a look at everything. Um, you know, he's, uh, we, we have, you know, probably, you know, six to eight holes that we're ready for him to sign off on. And if he does, if he likes what he sees when he's in town and he says he doesn't want to change anything, we're going to start irrigation, laying sod, getting going as fast as we possibly can on that. We're, we're really hoping to have most of the majority of the sod laid, uh, by the end of this, uh, end of the summer. Wow. This, once, once it starts snowing again. So if that's the case, uh, if we could do that, it's, it's, we'll be on time. I think we'll be on time. So, but for the golf, for the sales of the, of the memberships, we've sold, we only had 150 memberships left out of that 500. So we're at three, we're at 350 for that. We've kind of hit the pause button because we want to, we were going as fast as we wanted to, as fast as we needed to, and, and maybe a little bit more, but, uh, it's, it's been great. It's, it's so well received. People are so excited about that place up there in Park City and, and a lot of people are, are talking about it. Every time I, I have conversation with anybody, I, I'm kind of getting to be known with that, I guess. But it's uh, I, I tell the story pretty, pretty often. That's awesome. Ryan, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Uh, congrats on all the good success, and thanks for the report from the show. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate the time. You got it. Ryan Carson, Director of Golf Development, Reef Capital Partners, Black Desert Resort, Marcella. A couple of the projects uh, that he is overseeing right now. Check out uh, blackdesertresort.com for more details uh, on that. All right, we got to take a break. More of the show coming up next. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. 
Talking Golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Thanks again to Ryan Karcher, Jeff Babineau, who joined us here talking PGA Merchandise Show. Coming up on the back nine, America's favorite caddy. And you know what? He's got he's got a, a friend along. Another caddy. <laughs> it's two caddies, all for the price of one. Coming up on the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. Farmers Insurance Open wrapping up on Saturday today. You're going to get a final round Saturday, clearing the way for the AFC and NFC championships on Sunday. The LPGA playing their drive-on championship. Tune in for that one. You've got Nelly Corda in the mix. you got Lydia Ko, who won last week in the mix. And by the way, congrats to uh, the youngest winner in Corn Ferry Tour history, I don't even know exactly how to say his name, but he won in the Bahamas uh, on a very windy, difficult conditions. And uh, yes, that, uh, that's pretty cool stuff. The how old was he? 20. Yeah, 20. Yep. Awesome. Yep. He was 20. So yeah, really cool stuff. Uh, the big story, of course, is Nick Dunlap getting the win at Amex, speaking of 20-year-olds and what he was able to do. That's pretty phenomenal stuff. We'll continue talking about that as we continue on the back nine coming up next. 